Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Welcome to episode 29 of Ask Alika. Very pumped today because I have with me Janine Leaf. Hello, welcome aboard. Hello, it's my pleasure. It's been um, great to meet you. Yeah, so for those that don't know, Janine, well, firstly, she's all over LinkedIn, 19,000, 20,000 followers now. Uh, she is a finance consultant, yes. a finance wizard. Janine, if you can, you know, very quickly, because you've got an awesome story and I want to hear it. My listeners will want to hear this story yes. um, from, you know, you, you've experienced some pretty big tragedies and you've overcome them. But can you tell me, quick snapshot, what, what do you do? So, what do I do? Um, it started off with a place as a mortgage consultant, so I'm looking at people's finances, assisting with first-time purchases, investments, etc. You know, the basic yeah. um, financial um, things that you do. But I've built on that over time because I found that my passion was help, helping correct people with their financial habits. So, seeing these flaws that were consistently coming across my desk and thinking there's got to be an issue. There's an issue here. It's either a lack of financial education or it's a, a lack of um, financial assistance in the background from the parents and from the schooling. So I thought, well, when I take a client on now, it's more to me um, educating them from that moment and taking them on a journey so that mm. I make sure that they make the best decisions in their financial circumstances. We're all unique in our yeah. financial circumstances. So for me, it's not just a doing a loan application and submit it and you, you're done. It's, um, I do, that is my job, my tools of trade, but ultimately um, my true passion is assisting people with their finances moving mm. forward. Yeah. Awesome. Now, you know, you, you've got a pretty touching story. Um, mm. Can you share, how did you get to this point? You know, what had happened before? So, on the financial side of things, um, the reason why I chose to go down the education routes with them, finances, I just... My background's always been, so I've been worked with Bankwest, ANZ, and um, IGA, I was still in the accounts for a very long time there. I've always kind of had a financial way about me, uh, although my degree is in, in human resources management and business law, I've ended up doing something completely opposite to it, but it's that, those foundations have been fantastic. But during this um, process, I was, um, with a, I was with my partner for a very long time, and it came to the point where we had to um, part ways. It just it was a mutual agreement, and the you know, the relationship had um, gone a little bit sour. And, mm. and we made the best choice for our children at that time. But unfortunately, um, after choosing to leave him, so three years ago, um, my nephew passed away, and mm. um, that was a very, very hard time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You learn a lot when you lose a child. Yeah. And I, I seen him as my own um, son. He was born when I was 15 years of age. So I became an auntie when I was 15. And unfortunately, yeah. I was there the day he was born and the day he passed away. Mm. So when it comes to um, to life and the business choices that I made now, I, I look at things with a very bright um, point of view. And there's always positive in every situation. Even when you're mm. feeling so super down, there's something better is going to come. Yeah. All, and that's what kind of pushed me along to not only for for him, because I owe it to him to give his life some respect and um, for myself so that I didn't get pulled down in the um, sadness of it all. Yeah. You've just got to take moments in your life and um, give it the best shot, really. 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, like that, that's crazy. I mean, how did you overcome those series of, and, and you, and, and something happened to your car, like, didn't you get yeah, broken so, into it? Well, at that point, um, so the timeline of events was the separation from a long term relationship. And my nephew passed away within 12 months of that. My auntie passed away unexpectedly um, a month later. And then a month later, was, my car was broken into and somebody stole all my valuable possessions at the time. So it kind of got to a point where if I wasn't going to just crumble and cry and just disappear <laughs> under a rock somewhere, <laughs> um, I had to I go, you know, sometimes life is just going to kick quite hard and yeah. it's up to me if, I, if I'm happy or I'm sad. And that was kind of an awakening moment because I thought it truly is in your power how you go about life if you're if you choose to be happy you can be happy you don't just because unfortunate sad things happen they will pass everything everything has a a passing point and um you've got to continue mm. to look forward and for me i suppose for the biggest strength was my girls and um, obviously waking up every morning and knowing that i'm responsible to my girls and that they're looking up to me i wanted to give them the best cho- the best chances in life so if they saw a mother suffering that's not going to be good for a young child wow so um they gave me a lot of strength and they'll understand that probably as they grow older wow so after this this these series of tragedies yeah what did you do in terms of work like i think you went back into so literally after um my nephew passed away i went back to work three weeks later and mm. still to this day don't understand how i functioned and um, ironically the manager at the time um that I worked for, he was he was a guiding light. He was a very supportive person. He came and took me from my desk every now and then and took me for a coffee and just said, I think you need a break. Um, and I just kind of plowed through because I knew I had to support me girls financially because I was single at the time. Um, and I knew that if I stopped, it, it probably wouldn't be a good thing. I had to keep moving forward to, to um, distract myself, I suppose, from the unfortunate events. Wow. And then, um, and then after, because I understand you, you took like a data entry position just to help I yourself did, to yeah. recover. So, so I was in the broker game for two and a half years. I learned a lot in the in, in the industry from the different companies that I worked for. And then when I decided um, that I had to give myself some time to recoup from the from the um, from the tragedies, I gave myself twelve months as a credit assessor, and then. I built the strength and I knew it was my time to get back into the game. Yeah. So I came back into the game in October um, of 2000 and, ooh, 2016, I think now. So I've been back as a broker during that period. But what I decided to do was once I decided to make that step, I came into the industry when the real estate market was flat. I knew it was going to be super hard to get this way, but I saw an opportunity and that's where LinkedIn stepped in. Wow. And I started redirecting um, all of my energy into social media and giving back. That, yeah. that, and that actually helped me with the healing process. Yeah. Wow. And, and um, with the LinkedIn, like you mentioned, you, spend, you spent like two to three hours a day or something. It was getting ridiculous. It was almost obsessive and I swear I've probably, <laughs> probably referred to LinkedIn way too many times and people are just like, is this, an, is this the new thing? Is this a, is this a habit? <laughs> but um, I think it's kind of one of those things that the proof is now in the um, in the yeah. And that's I've just come off the, um, the biggest writing month of 
um, my career. So I wrote yeah. a substantial amount of business in January this year. Awesome. And it's a consistent flow of business now. But ultimately, um, those that didn't believe in the beginning when I started probably seven months ago, when I had around a couple of thousand followers, and then I've built it up to this 19,000 followers <laughs> plus, um, I think it was a whole, people were relating as opposed to the fact that I just genuinely wanted to help people. And yeah. in helping others, they helped me because I just like, the more I give, the more I feel full inside. So, yeah. yeah. So the, and, and you mentioned that that was a good healing method for you. Yes, definitely. So um, the fact that when I see other people succeed through my knowledge, that because there's such a knowledge gap out there in the financial world, yep. um, if the parents aren't picking up the pieces at home, the schools are most certainly not picking up the pieces. And I feel mm. as though each person that I help, I've had clients cry. I've literally had a number of clients cry at the end of an interview with them because they're going, this, the stress that's been caused through these financial issues has been such a crushing burden. And when I know that I've really touched a, a client like that, it just, it means I've done my job well. You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that gives, that makes me feel good inside. Yeah. 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 And, and going back, like talking about the events that happened. Yeah. Like, how did you literally overcome them? You mentioned that you had no choice because you had kids. So, was that like yeah. a thought that kind of motivated you? It was, yeah, always. Every decision I've made has always been in my children's best interest. Yeah. Ultimately, um, you do second guess yourself when you choose to leave a partner of a number of years. But him and I are both extremely happy. The girls are happy. Mm. If I'm, I use my girls as a gauge. So, if, if I see any changes in there, happiness then i know i'm doing something wrong but yeah. since they, they're just the most happiest um, babies yeah. I probably would have seen them on the spriggy video yeah, that yeah, i don't yeah. name recently but yeah that so the girls have definitely been a shining light the other thing has been um a, a dear friend of mine he lost his father recently and he said to me that people often say that when you go through a tragedy that it's character building but he mm. said it's not it's character revealing and i absolutely love that and it made so much sense to me because i thought you know what, so many people in this life are given opportunities or, or they're given tra so tragedies happen and they choose to dwell and feel sorry for themselves and stay in this in this pit and you're almost given away your life too and if you take it and you go, you know, this is, I've got to be strong, I've got people depending on me um, and because you affect mm. others around you. I became very aware that you, you affect people around you. And if you're a negative, if you're a negative person by nature or you dwell, um, you kind of push those people away that you actually want close. Yeah. So if you can turn around and go, look, I'm struggling right now, but I know things are going to be fine. And um, you find that um, more opportunity comes your way as well. Yeah. And, you, and you feel it's self-healing, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, I mean, were you brought up a certain way? Do you think that that helped? Um, yeah, being one of five kids, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> being one of five kids, it was a busy household, and mum and dad were always working really hard. And um, because of that, we were quite independent, I suppose. Yeah. So, very self-sufficient children. Yeah. yeah. And for um, a very loving household, it was always about family. But ultimately, um, my parents had brought us up to be independent individuals. Yeah. So that that strength definitely has helped. Yeah, us, great. Yeah. Okay, Janine, you're really passionate about financial education. 
uh, for kids and for adults. But let's start with with kids. Like, w- yeah. why does it mean so much to you? Um, I suppose where it comes from, from my perspective, is my parents. They always provided for us. We never wanted for anything. Um, they, were, yeah. they worked so hard to make sure that all five of us had a roof over our heads, had clothing. But there was always that you underlying tone of mom and dad don't have money. So I started work from the age of 13. So I was paper round, then I worked in a fish and chip shop, mm. worked at IGA, and I've oh. consistently worked ever since I was 13 years of age. So for me, it's about making sure that the children have the tools so that once they leave school, you, you we're all taught to have an education, but not with what to do with that education. So once you're educated yeah. and you've got a job, then what do you understand the basics of bad of debt, like liabilities, assets? Do you understand what to do with your money so that they can make um, good decisions moving forward? Because I'm now picking up the pieces for those that weren't taught. So that's where my passion comes um, for the children and to make it so that it's not a um, such a, an adult topic as well. You can change it so that it's quite fun. Yeah. Um, for my girls in particular, I've made them understand the value of money and that. And, but not in a way where I want them to be picking prices of material goods or yeah. things like that. It's more so that they understand mom works hard and dad works hard so that they can go to a good school, so that they can um, have nice food and yeah. this, that and the other. I just want them to understand that um, from labor comes the monetary value. So they need to understand that um, for them to be rewarded, they have to they have to put in some effort i don't for me it's important hmm. that they're not because they one day they will be an adult and i'm not going to be there to hold the hand and mm. i don't want them to be a, um, a burden on their employer when they're lazy do you know what I mean? so, <laughs> so it comes it comes from that but it's um it's just uh, there's just a, such a gap in the yeah, education at school gap. and like how can uh, you go through school and be taught science and social studies and human resources this that and the other but you're not taught Go through, go through loans like just yeah how to get to a loan how to get a loan or how to avoid a loan yep. for starters that'll be a fantastic starting point um, how I to just save that, <laughs> how to invest save, money yeah or what an investment even is yeah or this because some of us are going to be fortunate enough where the parents are going to step in and give them a deposit towards a house but if they start at the age of 15 they could be buying their own first car or they could be putting away yep. money towards the first purchase and they'll be that step they'll be that much further ahead then there are other counterparts who don't do anything and just spend the money on some nice shoes and some makeup brushes. You know? It's just not taught. I, no. I never understood that. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it still boggles my mind, but yeah. I am in the process of writing a book for children. I've just got to make sure <laughs> that it's not too, um, too much financial jargon and a bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm going to probably trial one on the girls and, and make sure that they don't get too awesome. bored through <laughs> a couple of pages in. But, yeah. yeah. I'm looking more towards the age group of, between 15 and 17 because I remember being 15 yeah. and I was quite aware of um, the dollar because ultimately, you, well, most people will start some start part-time working. work at that point. Around then. And, um, yeah, if you can put away X amount of, so yeah. 20% of your income is a good start. Huh. If those financial habits are going to yeah. instill from a young age through to adulthood. And, and what are some practical things that you teach your kids even now? So practical things. So with the, so I'll, I know I keep speaking about Spriggy and I'm not getting paid for this, by the way. Yeah. But Spriggy's been a great tool to use. Um, ultimately, it's a 
bank card for kids. But yeah. when you go onto the app, it's you see they've got their income and then they've got the savings and they've got a goal. So they can yeah. have they can go and use this card as a visa card. So not only are they learning the tap and go, but then they go and well before they make a purchase, like, well mom, how much does mm. this cost? How much am I going to have left in my bank account? So we went yeah. to um, Smiggle recently, and my daughter's grabbed a few things off the off the till, and then she goes. And um, when we got to the um, to the teller, she said it's thirty six dollars, and she knew she only had thirty five dollars in a Spriggy account. So huh. she um, she put something back, and then she was a little bit mortified. But I said, but not at least we've got a little bit of money left in there. Yeah. So it's teaching them those skills. But each each week, we so I've set a goal for Christmas and for a holiday because yeah. we're going on holiday at the end of the year, oh, and nice. they're already I'm getting them to put away a little bit of money paid but at a time but i asked them what they would like how much money do they want for christmas how much money do they want for the holiday yeah and they came up with them for them two hundred dollars so that's between now and december right yeah, so yeah. it's not much money they're only little children of course but that's a lot of money to a child yeah. but the fact that they understand they have to work now so now they they're, work, help, yeah. they're helping me out around the house a lot more yeah do you, do you pay them for that for yeah, chores and yeah things so like? yeah. we do it on a monthly basis Gotcha. To make sure that we keep that behavior in check. So if, they, if they're going to be naughty, then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't be giving them yeah. a reward for bad behavior. Yeah, um, so it's, I don't know, I think it's just teaching them in a, in a kind way how to manage their own money. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Okay, Janine, I want to ask you about um, financial education for adults now. What, what are the biggest things that stop all of us from succeeding in our finances? Wow, okay, so... The biggest gripe I have with my clients, and I um, I love being upfront with them about this as well. The more you earn, the more you spend, and yep. regardless of what people say, it is a consistent theme. So I've got FIFO workers, and <laughs> I've got a real passion for the FIFO workers because yep. I, I was a FIFO wife myself, and oh, seeing okay. my partner um, give up that time to work away and then come home and then want more, I thought there's got to be a point where you've got to have an exit strategy. So if you're earning a lot of money, it's not forever too. So you've got to have a bit of foresight yeah. and think just because I'm earning great money now, it doesn't mean that the, the business cycles are going to always be consistent or you're always going to have a job, especially in WA. It's more prevalent given that we're in highly, like we highly depends on the mining sector. So when um, clients come to me and they've got a lot of money up to the disposal, I'm like, let's get you on a debt reduction plan. So for me, it, yes, I'm a loan writer. I do loan applications, but I'm not a 30-year loan term yeah, kind of mortgage broker. That's awesome. When I have clients come to me, it's when do you want to be out of your debt? Can we actually do this? Let me show you some steps, some easy steps as to how to get out of your debt quickly. So it's for me, I'm 32. Like I'm still thinking about retirement now. Yeah. I don't want to have debt when I'm 55 plus, so I've already got in plan my, my I've already got in place a plan. So if you don't Beauty. have a plan, you're not gonna you're not gonna achieve anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my job is to sit with somebody and understand where they see themselves in ten years time mm. or the life stages. Because as yeah. a, somebody that's got young children, are you planning for the schooling? How are you going to pay yeah. for that schooling? Are you just going to plod along each each year? People just kind of get in a rut with the money. So it comes in yeah. and they spend it and they just don't have a thought. They don't yeah. give it any thought. But why Why do you think that is? Like, is it because of the culture? Like, we have a culture here of just spending? I think do you it know is what a, I mean? Like, I what is it? Our consumerism is just massive, mm. especially in the, in the millennial phase. Yep. 
Um, it's such a celebrity kind of status now with (laughs) Instagram and Facebook and this and keeping up with the Kardashians kind of situation it's all all on face value it's on the media everybody wants to put this face value out but ultimately behind the scenes what are they building Um, so it's it's the the common theme is they're not educated in a way by the parents because your parents are often going to guide the way you are financially so if you see them make bad habits you just pick them up unknowingly so you've got to undo those habits um religiously and you've got to have a plan in place with your broker the thing is you have to have a broker an accountant and a planner and unfortunately it's three professionals you have but you need them all working together to make sure that you um you come up with the best scenario for your situation everybody's situation is completely unique although i found that um i can pretty much adopt the same principles yeah in different ways yeah, yeah. To, to make them um, yeah, better with the money. It, sh- it purely does come down to lack of knowledge most of the time. Yeah, because yeah. if you, the more knowledge my clients have, they are already are making the right choices. So then I'm just fine-tuning so that they understand assets. And yeah. So yeah. They, they're on a different level. But yep. the majority of the population struggle with more money, more spending, <laughs> or buy now, to pay later that is yep. a massive issue to the point where um you know, have you seen these by uh, is it the buy now pay later thing like yeah this? i've seen yeah. called, uh, i've seen them around but pretty much so when you go on and oh, so ladies want some clothes so they're going to go spend two thousand dollars on clothes yeah but oh just get it now and then you can pay two hundred dollars over the next one month that's installments actually, yeah the installments right that actually has to be included in your debt position now when you go oh really online. And people are unaware of this because ultimately you owe this person money just because you're not paying interest. (gasps) It's still a liability. And the banks now look through your expense, your bank statements, don't they? Yeah, they do. All right, Janine. I want to talk about more about your LinkedIn following because everyone wants to be where you're at. Everyone wants 20,000 followers. Everyone do, wants to be a media they presence. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> they can't, yeah, most people can't handle yeah. the haters that come along yeah. with it. Yeah. It's but, that, yeah. So with the LinkedIn thing, it's been quite a bit, um, a funny journey. I think for me, and this also goes back to the the, um, the tragedies that happened, I thought, do you know what? Try new things. Try things that push your boundaries. Try things that make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> And everything that I've tried that's made me feel uncomfortable, something fantastic has come out of it. It's kind of just grown of its own accord. Mm. I, I think, it, like I mentioned earlier, that, that people are relating to it because I'm, I genuinely am I'm putting out there. Yeah, I'm you're giving, genuine. I'm giving back to the community. Yep. I'm giving back to them because I want them to learn something that I wish I knew 10 years ago because I wasn't informed then. Yeah. So um, I've been doing that, but I've been... I've been meeting with as many people as I can, especially in Perth. I'm going to be traveling over Easter a few times this year. Mm. And um, that's I'll, I'll try and meet some of my followers over in the Sydney market as well. But the opportunity is is huge. So off the back of it, um, for those that say that LinkedIn doesn't work in a B2B space, that works. it absolutely works. So I've had um, general managers and CEOs um, quietly watching me from the sidelines and <laughs> Now they're going to be referral partners and you've Crazy. got um, big plans in place. So you've got to be very careful of, of what you're putting out there because this is your first, this is your opportunity to show the world what you're about, to show the world your true self and um, the opportunities come flying. Yeah. Just, some people really don't get it and I think it's a skill 
that's some of really fortunate enough to have. Yeah. Um, some I'm trying to train and, and I've been doing a lot of, I've had a lot of um, my network contact me and I've sat with them for an hour and give them some tips. And I, I love doing that because ultimately for me, it's about um, supporting local business too. So local business is really important to me because in Perth, there's just so many amazing business people and I've not I've been here for 25 years plus mm. and the fact that I haven't even heard of these people before and now all of a sudden I'm getting to meet them I think it's a it's just fantastic to know what's out in our local oh. market and you couldn't yeah. do this 10 12 years ago you know like yeah. the opportunity is not there yeah. you just you couldn't all like. of a sudden I've been so over the last six months I've been having phone calls with people in London New York oh wow in, America and I don't even it's just it breaks that barrier between somebody well it's it's giving you a connection to, with somebody that we would never have a connection with wow. regardless and they'll they'll message you directly and then you'll see this there can be a synergy straight away or mm. because my network's so large now I can if I've got a business or a friend of mine that's in business but their industry's different I can see opportunity for them going you really should meet so and so so you just it's just a, a unique tool, yeah. and if used the correct way, it's just um, unbelievable. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And yeah. and and so, what what are some of your strategies? Like you mentioned that when you first strategy, started, oh, the biggest strategy: um, mm. connect, connect, really connect with people in terms of don't just think that for you the can, sake of it. Yeah, don't yeah. just sit there and think you can hide in the background and just add people and not talk to them. Right. Talk to them, reach out. If you're getting direct messages, I wake up to probably 80 direct messages <laughs> each morning. It doesn't sound like too much, but it, when you try to manage it and you you do, look, there are going to be some people that you know just you don't need to message. There's, there's going to be some people mm. that don't need to be contacted. But those, you could, the real opportunities are people that are genuinely asking for help contact them straight away, show them that you're real. So if you're putting something out there, you're you're selling a product or a service, if they've contacted you in regards to that, always, always reply because wow. it'll come back some somehow. So yeah. yeah, don't be arrogant about it. So, you, so you like people's stuff, but you also comment and I've seen your comments. Yes. They're actually quite genuine. Yeah. Um, and so you and you do that on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you've got to you have to be seen, unfortunately. So people want to know that you're engaging with their material also. Yes. If you use it as a tool, I initially started with LinkedIn because it was filling an education gap. So I was learning from other professionals that I look up to. Right. So I'm reading their articles, reading the blogs and watching the vlogs and um and then giving my feedback as as a professional lady too. So because it's a professional platform, the the amount of education and knowledge that you can get is just it's yeah, profound. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And what what impressed me about you going back to strategy, I know that you do it because even with me when I reached out, yeah. like I saw you diligently look through my stuff to see what yeah. I was doing, then you started commenting. Yes. And you commented in a way that I knew you actually watched the, yeah. the videos. Yeah. And I thought, wow, she's doing this to like, you know, all the other people. I'm like, wow, no wonder you've yeah. gotten to 19,000, you know? Well, the thing is, I love connecting with real people. I love connecting with people that have got some value to give back. You can, because I've been in the industry for so long and the finance industry is, um, there are quite a lot of sharks in it. So look, yeah. there's with every industry you're going to have the bad ones and the good ones and i have finally tuned my um <laughs> i don't know i can pick character quite well now so when i see somebody putting out something and they're vibrant and they it's mm. just consistent it's just I, I love it i just really feed off those vibes and i'll always give a little bit of 
comments because I think it's always nice to pay it forward. If somebody's yeah. doing something well, let them know that they're doing yeah. something well yeah. and just say and, and make sure it's positive. Yeah. Not one to ever nah, give negative feedback. Down. Yeah. If I've got constructive feedback, um, if it's within my industry, then I'll direct message, but never put it on a professional platform. Yeah. It's, um, can be destroying to your own reputation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Janine, uh, what, what are you, what else are you passionate about that you might want to talk about? Things that I'm passionate about. So mm. besides, um, obviously my family. Well, there's the thing, you know, like, yeah. um, whether it's, the mental health aspect of things, whether it's... Um well, the, the, one of the biggest things that I found, um, and this is probably where I connect with my clients on a different level, when they're coming to me, we pretty much, we already know, look, and my job is I'm a mortgage broker, I'm going to go for your finances, but that, we all know that's what I do. I'm, I'm going to do so paperwork yeah. aside. So when a client comes to me, we sit down and we talk for half an hour, what actually is concerning you? Yep. What is it that's the problem with where you are right now? Why is... Why are you not reaching your financial goals? Mm. How do you see yourself debt-wise? Because people get into mental health um, states. So I see a lot of relationships break down. I've seen, um, unfortunately, people can commit suicide. Um, that does happen because the pressure is just so overwhelming and they oh, can't gosh. see the self coming up. But you Oof. think, you know, you have to mm. ask for help. So as a, I'm, I don't see myself as a finance consultant to see myself as sometimes I feel like I'm playing the role of psychologist yeah. or lawyer and a, or life and a, coach yeah, yeah life coach but it's because and that comes back to the network side of things is if I see that there's a, an actual issue beyond finance I can guide them to the white people as well so there's always a solution because it, it, finance affects people in a lot of ways. I know people don't think about it daily like I do because I live and breathe this stuff and, uh, and I work in a, in, in a daily, but I'm passionate about it because it can it can actually affect people's well-being. Yeah. It really can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the best position you're in when you feel like you're achieving goals, your debt's gone, all of a sudden you can concentrate on the things that matter, your family, your career, and the, and the other aspects that are much more important than finances. It's not about finances. It's about utilizing your finances so that you can yeah. be happier. Yeah. That's, that's you you can do I'm other doing. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just about the money. I don't want people to think that it, it's all about the money aspect. Yeah. It's not about money for me. It's about assisting people and helping people. Yeah. yeah. I, I interviewed. That's a true passion. Well, that's right. Like I interviewed someone a while back, um, you know, a multimillionaire. He, he trades petrochemicals yeah. for a living. Uh, and you know, rich beyond means, and he said to me, the reason why he, he he enjoys money is because he can he can grab the profit and then reinvest it into other other things that he that he loves to do. Yeah. Whether it's um you know investing in charities, whether it's it's investing in hobbies, whether exactly. it's investing in his family, like he can do things with the money. Yeah. So it's not the money he said. Well, you know, money is good, yeah. but it's what you can do with it. You know? to, and it's um, that's a good point because I think I was talking to a good business friend of mine, and we got to a point where we said, do you know how much is too much? And yeah. I think there's a limit for everybody that yep. if you truly sat down and thought, how much money would I want mm. to be happy without being obnoxiously rich? You know, like we don't <laughs> all aim to be multimillionaires. We don't yeah. have to be millionaires to be happy. No. But there's a stage where, and then what do you do with it? Are you willing to give back? Yep. Because I think you need to pay forward. Once you get to a certain yeah, level in to. life, you really should pay forward. Yeah. And um, that comes from business on a personal level. So, yeah. If you're doing that, you feel fulfilled in a lot more ways. It know? kind of, it kind of is dangerous, I think. Anyway, if and thankfully, my parents taught me to give like a portion of my income. Um, yeah. It was something that a, a way. 
So thankfully they did that because I don't think I'm the type of person who would just do that off my own bat. And I think it's yeah. kind of the more money you make and the more you just keep to yourself, I think you can get into your own head. Yes. And, and, yeah. and you know, there's greed, there's there's that narcissism that can come yeah. with it and it's quite a dangerous place to, to be. It, and it exists, trust <laughs> me. It really exists, I think. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, there's a, unfortunate, especially with the Royal Commission that's happening at the moment with the brokers, et cetera. Right. Yes, there are. So there are brokers out there that aren't acting in the best interest. However, we've got things in place to make sure that yeah. they're, they're audited. For me, thankfully enough, I've been audited, not recently, and then yeah. not recently, about in the last six months, and I got an A. So I want people to understand we are checked out. The files are looked at. You know, we've got to make sure that we're operating in the best interest of our clients and because mm. brokers can get greedy. They can get greedy if they're not working to the best um, interest of their client when they start to cross from them, if they're just thinking about money. Yeah. So see, if you're, with a, if you're with a broker and you feel as though they're just operating because they just want your money or the, the commission at the background, then they're not the person for you. Yeah. That you, you have to screen them to some degree. Yeah. But I want them to, I want clients and customers and the general public to understand there are people out there that care about where they're <laughs> heading because ultimately... If, the, if you're going to take on a customer, they're going to come with you for a journey. If you're going to be greedy, they'll sniff it and they won't want they'll to do know. business with you again. People yeah. aren't silly. Like yeah. I, every client, I give due respect. You know, so yeah. um, the greed can take over, and you've got to um, got to put yourself in other people's yeah. shoes. It'll, yeah. it'll come back, come back yeah. to bite you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Janine. That was you're fascinating, welcome. and. I, Really enjoyed. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Somewhere, somewhere.